0: Hi, I'm Jenny Ottaway and welcome to The Foundation of You. Whether you're feeling stuck in your job or you're considering a midlife crisis, hold up, there's a better way. I'm here to help you knock down the walls that no longer serve you. I'll teach you tools to help you rebuild your life, your way, The Ottaway. Let's get started. Okay, so welcome everybody to our next episode of The Foundation of You, and I'm so excited about today because my guest on the show is somebody who I just, you know, I've admired, I admired from afar for so long. And it's really when you step up and take that action to be in somebody's energy that you, know, you notice a shift in your own, and I noticed that. So Ruby Lee, welcome to you. Ruby is my coach. She has actually been my business and spiritual coach for um, probably about six or eight months now, um, but as I mentioned, I had been following Ruby's work on LinkedIn and her story, and you know, the timing, everything happens in divine timing. And my time was when we connected. And so who Ruby is, you're a spiritual business coach, you help women um, like me to have that knowing and trust that we're on the right track to build the life that we want to build and that we know we deserve and to just honor that whole process, the ups and the downs you're spiritual, you're beautiful, you're an intuitive human being. And I'm just so thankful and grateful to have you on the show today. So welcome.
1: Wow, Jenny, thank you so much. I feel so full. My soul is beaming today. And just before we went live, I could feel just that beautiful channel of openness, transparency, communication coming through on this episode today. And Yes, let's talk about all the things and and can I just share with your audience I remember when you reached out and you said I feel ready I'm I feel ready I'm writing to you and this is this is a little bit about me and because you are such a gifted writer your words just jumped out of the computer screen it just felt like that I was reading your um your note to me and I just remember thinking you and I, we have a lot of work to do together in this world. And here we are on your podcast and sharing your message and and our energy together with the world through the form of this episode. So truly, I'm so grateful to be here and also with your audience.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's such a, there's so much we can talk about. (laughs) Like before, um, you know, before we started and we were chatting, uh, there's, you know, there's just so many um, things that resonate with people today. But today, I really wanted to focus on worthiness, because I know that oftentimes we don't feel, I didn't feel worthy of, um, you know, almost like worthy and ready, or, you know, I, I was unsure about reaching out to you. And it was that whole, you know, when am I going to be ready? And then we decide, I decided that, you know, if not, if not now, then when? And with worthiness, you know, that I think a lot of us get caught up in the minutiae of how is it all going to work and, you know, who am I to feel like I can step into that? You know, I, like you, we came from corporate backgrounds and I had been in that arena for a long time and had that safety net, although, you know, the safety net's an illusion because you are expendable and you can go at any time. And of course you can leave at any time too, but you know, there's all of that comfortableness and, you know, Oh, I feel like maybe I'm not ready to go out on my own. So tell me a little bit about, you know, you and your journey and how, you know, how you found the courage to break out on your own and to do your, I know, you know, your side hustle, um, was your brand before, but how did you find that courage?
1: Oh, this whole topic is so, it's its so powerful to hold space to talk about this, especially as women. Can I just say it's like one of those things where this idea of worthiness is so heavily linked sometimes to other support networks as women. And I'm so glad that we get to talk about this. So yeah, I guess starting my journey off, I was brought up in a middle-class household. I was told to stay humble, to never talk about Money, especially money, never talk about riches, never gloat about your success. Stay small, basically. Stay, stay, stay safe, more, not so much small, stay in the safe zone and don't rock any different boats. And this was kind of the, I guess, the, environment I grew up in, the lens I grew up in and through. And so as I graduated, I went into university, got my first job, stayed in the corporate world for just over 10 years. And towards the end of that 10 years, I started to feel this real shift towards there has to be something else. Yeah. There has to be something more. I, I can't see myself here until I'm, you know, 60, 70 years old and then retiring. That it just does not compute in my in my system, in my makeup. So I did start a side hustle. And I did that for five years, off and on, off and on. Can I do this? Maybe it's not for me. Maybe I'm not worthy. How do I charge? All those things started to really fly up into my existence. And in those moments of up and down, I'm going to go all in or hell no, what was I thinking? I'm going to stay here. I had so many different tests from the universe. I had so many instances where I didn't know this at the time. I certainly wasn't spiritual. I closed off that portal pretty much all through my twenties. And, but there it was, you know, there's little nudge going, are you sure? Are you sure? And it would come up in the form of, I would get a big promotion at work and then I'd walk away from the side hustle. And I think, no, no, it's, it's better if I stay here. Mm. And then something crazy would happen at work. I'd be overlooked for a promote, the next promotion. Or one time I found out I was massively underpaid like 35 grand under what my male colleague was making. And we were on the same level on the org chart, the same level, same position, description, all the things he was getting paid 35 grand more, whole other discussion, right? But yeah. that was actually the theme of worthiness. And then I'd be like, no, stuff that, I'm going to go back into my side hustle and I'm going to be worthy of whatever I want to earn. I'm going to be the creator of my life. And that was it. That was my five years and until eventually something really pissed me off. And it was the old, as you said, incorporate. corporate, sometimes you can choose to leave or you're very replaceable. You're very expendable, you know? And mm. I had um, my CEO who was reporting to at the time say, we're actually going to bring someone else in over the top of you and promote them, even though you've been here for a few years. And I remember just feeling so small. I mm. just wanted to shrink. Mm. I wanted to escape. I felt As though it was my fault. I felt as though, yeah, I wasn't worthy. And all those years that I put into the company, into the business wasn't enough, not enough. Ruby, you are not enough. And that was the moment that I chose. Like you said, you decide. I decided that I would never feel that way again, Mm -hmm. especially through somebody else. Now, as you kind of move through your spiritual journey and voyage, You realize it's never about somebody else making you feel unworthy. It's always about you. Something that you held up, yeah. Something that you—it's just a mirror. It's a reflection. And I don't ever hold that against my ex boss. In fact, I still love him. We're still in touch. Hmm. It's more of wow, that whoa—he really called out my own bullshit without even knowing it. (laughs) Yeah. Like he didn't say he was just making a solid business decision. Hmm. So that's it. So cool. And wow, that was it. That's what propelled me into this world. Isn't it funny how sometimes the darkest, most shadowy times actually propel you into a place of personal power?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, like I resonate with that so much. In fact, you said compute and I was like, oh, we're still talking the language, aren't we? Because we both have an IT background. (laughs) (laughs) or background in tech. And um, so I think for me, you know, I was exactly the same. I felt as I traveled through my different roles and different companies, I felt that I wasn't honoring myself. I wasn't, you know, I, I knew I wasn't being paid um, as much as I felt I was worth. And, but I was too scared or I just, you know, I, I was, I don't know. I, I mean, I made good money. I made great money, but at the same time, I felt like I wanted more, mm. you know, and it wasn't just about the money. It was about how I felt within myself. And I just knew that there was something bigger, something better for me. And and my, my story is, you know, my role was made redundant in my small startup that I worked for. And at first I was, um, you know, like shocked, but then I saw it as a gift. Like you said, everything has a purpose. Everything is meant for us and we get to respond to it in a way that can serve us rather than having it happen to us.
1: Oh, amen to that sister. And just as you were saying, you know, I knew that I was meant for more. Both of us have talked about that. I want to also say right now to anyone listening, if you feel that it's not About being selfish. It's not like, oh, I want more, I want more, I want more. In fact, the more I've come closer to this relationship with wanting more and being available for more Mm -hmm. and always being in overflow, always having even more than what I could have ever expected in terms of my own desires and dreams, I realize it's about being selfless. So it's not about being selfish, it's about being selfless because when you open up the portal for more, you are also surrendering to whatever it is that you're being guided to do. As soulful people, as those that are heart-centered and heart-led, you simply cannot open the door for more if there is also a part of you that won't give more because it's just not in our dynamics, not in our DNA, it's not in the, in the cells that we, we have as such beautiful humans who want to have this experience with one another. So I just wanted to make that point that if you are at all feeling guilty for wanting more, it's actually one of the most selfless things you can surrender to, to be like, hey, universe, hey, God, hey, angels, I'm here to be a channel, I'm here to be that person that does this work in the world, and as a result, I know that I am so worthy of receiving even more.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, that just um, that just feels so aligned with You know, and also it's the opposite of what, I mean, I know for myself, you know, that I grew up with, it's that whole abundance. And when you have an abundance mindset and believe that you are worthy of that abundance and you believe that, you know, your, um, what you desire, you can receive, if you believe, (laughs) you know, it's, it's very much a contrast to the lack that we experience out in the world. You know, there are, there are, of course, there are people who seek abundance and who um, exude an abundance mindset, but then there's also that lack, oh, you know, don't spend that, or, you know, you can't afford that. And oh gosh, I would never walk into that um, high-end store, <laughs> you know, and we've we've talked about that, you know, that feeling of worthiness because for so long we've been told to watch what we spend, make sure that we're, you know, frugal. Um, you know, I spent the last couple of years post my divorce just being super frugal and eliminating a lot of the things that I had, both, you know, emotionally as well as physically, and just, you know furniture and things like that. But I think what I'm now realizing is that's cleared a space for me to to be more abundant and to know that I'm worthy of attracting that abundance into my life.
1: I feel we are walking the same path. I did the same after my divorce. <laughs> I, I, I literally have, said to my ex-husband, I'm like, I don't want anything. I really don't. I know this is not like the movies, but I don't want to keep the furniture that we bought together. I certainly don't want the bed. Thank you very much. And just all the things I'm like, take that, take that, take that. I don't want to, it was such a massive like clearing of energy. Hmm. And it was such a release of, okay, I'm starting afresh Hmm. and I'm okay with that. And, And isn't it just so interesting in any walk of life, whatever you're walking away from a job, a relationship, maybe you're burning down a business and starting a new one. It's okay to just begin from zero again, because that is so refreshing. It's just like, okay, here we go. New start, new beginning.
0: Yeah. And like, I know there's this element for myself of, I just trust you know, of course I have my days where I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening? What am I doing? (laughs) But, but I, (laughs) but I, (laughs) but I recognize it and I can stop myself and, you know, I can journal it out and ask myself, you know, what am I feeling? Is it somebody else's feelings? Is it my own? You know, and that's been a really big part of the journey too, is to know, you know, I remember it was a big thing, a couple of, Maybe it's about six months ago. It's like, you know, um, you can't change the people around you. What was it? You you can you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. Is that is that how it goes? It's yes, yes. It's it's like you know, you have you're the sum of the five, the, the closest five people who are around you. That's who you believe you are worthy of attracting, and you know when. I know we've talked about this before, about, you know, this whole concept of, you know, I just wanted I just want to have friends around me and people around me who believe that I can do whatever I want, you know, like be whoever I want to be, you know, that I'm capable of that and to surround myself with people who lift me up and enable me towards that path, not necessarily the people say, well, oh, that'll never work. Or you're, you know, why would you want to do something like that? You know, it's, it's really, am I worthy to, you know, to change the people around me? <laughs> you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you, I think is, is how it goes. Yes. You know? Yes. That's it. That's it. And and when it's said that way,
1: yes, I, I was there for sure. And I remember trying to change the people around me the first mm-hmm. part of it where some of my closest friends at the time I was trying so hard to help them understand what I wanted to achieve in my life so that they would support me I'm like please understand this like do you why don't you understand this and they would be you know in in their stage or their walk of life they were sort of saying I don't understand why you're leaving your job I don't understand why you're throwing it all away. I don't mm. understand why you're divorcing your husband. He seems like a nice guy. You know, all these things. I'm like, why is it that it feels so unsupportive? Or, and then, of course, that makes you think you're doing something really wrong. Mm. If everybody else is, is like a microphone, you know, big, big boom microphone thing back at you going, no, 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 no. Of course, you're going to stay in the same state. Because you're told get back in the box, get back and get back in the box, chocolate. You know, get get in there. Or it's like that. Um, you know, you've seen like crabs pulling each other down. Not to say like my my friends are <laughs> like crabs, but you know, it's like one crab tries to escape the bucket, and the other one goes no, 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 like pulls his leg back down, stay in here, and then off it goes.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, yeah, I, I just I, I remember thinking to myself, but how do other people get these friends who firstly are on, on a similar level or trajectory or pathway that I'm wanting to get to with the with the lens of business and entrepreneurship and wanting yeah. to have a million-dollar business. That was my thing. When, mm. when I was still in corporate, I'd say to myself, I'm going to have a million-dollar business. It's going to mm. happen. Mm. And then I look around my five and I think, oh, okay, everyone here is on a nice, decent salary, anywhere between, you know, like 60, 70K to, you know, multiple six figures. And then I think, but who's making a million dollars in their business here? Hello. Yes. <laughs> it's just like an echo chamber. And then I realized, no, I need to surround myself with people. Is it Dale Carnegie who said that, you know, surround yourself with people who will help reflect back your desires. And that's when I began the mission and it took a while. My God, did it, it felt like it took years to find who I was looking for because it also involved me um, making space, which sometimes means a closing of a chapter or not to say you're not bringing them along, but they're just not choosing to come along with you. so that was that was very interesting. and it coincided with my divorce, it coincided with my Saturn return. it coincided with me having next to nothing in my bank account. so it was a really crazy time mm. in my own personal life and yeah it was a, the big purge.
0: Yeah. And did you feel like, you know, how did you know, or what were some of the ways that you were able to clear that space so that you could attract or that you could go after sort of more of that energy that you wanted to be around, you know, whether it be from mentors or spirit, you know, spiritual mentors or coaches or whatever. I know you've, you've also reached up towards, you know, people to help guide you as well. Because I think that's important. We help and we serve, but we also get helped and served ourselves. One of
1: my first mentors who I love dearly, she was actually my best friend's oldest sister growing up. And she's maybe like six, seven years older. So she was quite, you know, when I was in primary, she was in, in high school and she was always on this pedestal for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at Katrina. Like, she's so amazing. You know, when you're like 12 and you see an 18 year old, they've got their makeup on. You're like, oh, she's a princess. I want to be just like her. Anyway, it so happened that our paths would cross again. And um, years later, once I decided I was starting my business, I turned to her body of work because she'd already made millions of dollars online as a mindset and business coach. And I thought, well, I, I know no one better. Mm-hmm. She was basically family for me growing up like my older sister I'm going to reach out to her and I just remember thinking oh my god am I worthy of this I felt nervous talking to her it was so mm-hmm. weird right if you think you know it's just a childhood friend mm-hmm. and pretty much all through that first 18 months of business I realized energetically I felt really unworthy of being in the presence of her but also the mastermind that I was in or the the people that she would be coaching and I felt so 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 small and just like Almost I wanted to disappear sometimes would be non-existent. And then I fast forward to three years later now, I really see her as as a beautiful peer in the industry and I love her so much. And Mm. I absolutely still work with her in some capacity for sure, but Mm. it's a different space now where I'm not like craning my neck, looking up thinking, oh my God, one day, one day I'll be worthy enough to actually be friends or be able to talk to her about other things outside of business. And that was an interesting thing that happened in terms Mm. of, feeling worthy of having people around me and in this case a mentor that I hired and worked with
0: Mm -hmm.
1: absolutely amazing full circle moment that's one of them another experience which you I know you know a best friend of mine now Erin Henry shout out Erin yeah. Hey, Erin. I mean like, <laughs> oh God, her, the story of, of that, where I was following Erin. She has a YouTube channel for the longest time. And I was in my day job and uh, lunch breaks or going to and from work. I'd watch this, this woman online and be like, oh, look at her. She's living the life. She all she does is make YouTube videos and she doesn't have a job and look at this. <laughs> and I remember just feeling so expanded by that possibility. Mm. And I said to myself, one day I'm going to reach out to her and just say, hey. I did. I emailed her and I didn't get a response. And I was like, oh, whatever, whatever. Can't believe she didn't respond. <laughs> and i come to know now, like she's not the best at answering <laughs> messages. But that's, that's just who she is. Anyway. Um, and then I thought, no, this can't be it. So then one day I'm at a Gary Vaynerchuk conference mm. and in Melbourne at the Melbourne Exhibition Centre. And I, I saw her sparkly jacket because I watched her stories and I hmm. knew that she was going to be there like a freaking stalker. Oh my God. I feel like a stalker. <laughs> but then she so happened to be like three rows in front of me, three rows. Hmm. And it was sparkling under the spotlight. I thought, wow, this is definitely meant to be. And she walked past me the conference finished. She walked past me and I couldn't say hi. I was so unworthy of even saying the words, hello, I'm Ruby. I follow your YouTube channel. How ridiculous is that? Isn't that crazy? It's just like, mm. what? Anyway, Michael, my husband was like, you should just go up to her. Like he was ready to run <laughs> up to her and tap her on the shoulder. I'm like, no, I'm like pulling him back. I'm like, please don't do that. No, 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 I'm not ready. <laughs> and um, the, then a week later I thought, this is just, this is shit. This is shit. Just write to her. And I DM'd her on Instagram and said I saw you at the Gary conference I'm I wanted to say hi but I was like so shy that moment just opened up doors that moment was yeah. the moment that we started talking. It was very just like, "Oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah, awesome girl." And then it just kept like back and forth. She started watching my stories. She did a movie ticket competition, which I won. <laughs> now that I think back, I'm like, "Do you remember you gave me those movie tickets?" She's like, "I do." <laughs> so funny. And then so we had to physically meet up so that she could give me the tickets because it was that night. Like the the mail would have been too slow. And that was it. And then we had coffees. Coffees turned into dinners and wines, wines turned into like mastermind calls. Now she's one of my bestest friends. But if I that was the worthiness journey that I had to be on to even reach out to somebody. Does that sound so funny to you? Just yeah. Has that
0: happened to you before? It has. And it's interesting because, you know, we put people on this pedestal and yet, yes. you know, they're just like you and me. And they've just probably done things that have propelled them and um, enabled them to, you know, do or be whatever it is that we're attracted to. And I think that when we recognize, like, I was just reading somebody yesterday or the day before exactly that, you know, the, the person, I forget who the the person on Instagram was that I was reading it about, but they were somebody that I follow and admire. And they said, Oh, the somebody commented said, I saw you. And the person was like, Well, you should have come up and said hi. And you know, that was just like silence. it's so funny because we do have that, oh, I don't want to, you know, bother them or I'm not, I don't feel ready or I don't feel like, what will I say? And it's just like, speak from what I've learned from, from you, Ruby, is um, how authentic and how vulnerable and how, you know, transparent you are in, in everything, because what that does is it gives permission to everybody else to also be that way. When we put up a wall or we don't kind of, you know, we don't allow ourselves to show our human side, then you know, people miss out on that because they don't, then everybody else, it's like, you know, when, when um, you want to go and give, I'm a hugger. Like I love to hug people. So the past year has been the best hug. I go to Jenny hug. Not too long ago, we went up for dinner. it's the best. We did when I was up on the Gold Coast. That was just fabulous. And, you know, I, so this past year has been really difficult for me because not only, you know, I am a hugger. I love to connect with people, um, but not everybody is like that. And so, you know, if they're not like that, it's really interesting because then I'm not you know, like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> I don't, I respect their boundaries, but I think it's more when, if I go to reach out to hug and then, you know, then the other person, if they feel it, then yeah, oh, yeah. You know, and you get this beautiful experience and connection with people because we're all just, you know, we all are human. We all are on this earthly plane, experiencing our journeys. We're, you know, we're all on our path. And I guess that's probably a really good place to talk about um, worthiness too on our own life journey. We do a lot of, and I know I did for sure. I wrote a post about it. I remember talking to you about it, about comparing ourselves because comparing ourselves, you know, that's where we feel less than, or we feel unworthy because see that person, they've got that. And Do you ever, do you still suffer from (laughs) comparisonitis or are you able to kind of step back now from that? And what, what do you do to, to allow, you know, to allow yourself not to do that?
1: It, it happens very, very, very rarely for me now, but not even 18 months ago, it was very, um, debilitating almost. Mm -hmm. So much so I had to mute and unfollow so many people on Instagram because it made me feel so insignificant because I was just building and I felt so far away from the goal and it was doing Mm -hmm. more emotional damage to me than it was building me up. And that was the journey that I was on. I clearly had a lot of self-worthiness things to work on, which I did I did a lot of work, a lot of very deep, deep, deep inner child work, hypnosis, a lot of work that I spent on me. Mm. And now I can truly say, whenever I see someone achieving things that I want to achieve, it's from a different energy. It's like, wow, wow. It's like, I cannot wait to get there. And I know that because I'm seeing someone achieve that, it's available for me. And isn't that just so beautiful when you see that there's this like nucleus of when you step up to be the person you're meant to be, you're helping others in that nucleus do the same. And it's just this beautiful universal law of continuously giving back and helping people grow. But the one exercise that really helped me, and this wasn't like an overnight thing, it's something that I've done repeatedly over in my journal, I I journal a lot, is I would get out a piece of paper. And at the top of it, I would write me, myself, and I, or something like that. Just my name, Ruby Lee, Jenny on And I would write down the top of mind experiences that has made me uniquely me. Just all the things that have brought me to where I am today, because it's almost like, imagine a world where every single moment that shaped you to who you are today is actually here to help you feel more worthy and those around you feel more worthy. And often I'm asked, like, how do you create this life that seems so dreamy? Or how is it that your clients seem like they're living such an aligned life? This exercise really does help. So I just say Ruby Lee and I'd list down the five things that has really defined who I am. So some pretty, you know, heavy traumatic things. You know, like when I was 22, I was stalked, almost held for ransom, um, Mm. nearly kidnapped. That was one experience. Second experience, getting married so young at 21, divorced at 29. That was really confronting. I just felt like I really failed. Like I just Mm. failed the marriage. I couldn't keep it together. Um, You know, like the third one would have been, I knew that I was going to be a millionaire. Like I said, I just knew it in my bones. And that's made up who I am today. Um, Number four could be like I met my now husband, an amazing man, and on our first date he said, "I want to start a business, chase the sun, and travel the world." And I remember thinking,
0: "I'm in love.
1: (laughs) I'm there for it." And a year later, we we you know moved in, we we fell pregnant, and then years after that, like a few years after that, we did, we traveled the world with our family and started a million dollar empire. And so all these things, they, they make me so unique. These stories are unique to me because that's all of me. And some of these are really hard to share for sure, but I know that Jane Doe won't have the same story as me, not even close. And if that's the case, then wow, I'm so worthy of being me, of sharing my story because I know from here, I'm able to, um, put that out there and there'll be millions of people who need to hear that, who are so happy to hear that somebody else has gone through something similar to them. And it's not to have like a, you know, a sad party about it or to just feel like, oh yeah, like, you know, I went through this as well, but it's more about let's celebrate that and let's do this. If I can do this, you can do this. And that worthiness journey just comes really, I think, from knowing thyself and being okay with all the things that have shaped you, being more than okay with it, celebrating the things that have shaped you.
0: Yes. Yes. And that this is your unique path. You know, it all comes back to, it's not you know, my path isn't your path and your path isn't my path. And, you know, we're all on our own way. You know, we're learning what the things that have happened to us from our past is what's going to shape who we are now. And, you know, some things can even give us that fuel, you know, the fuel for the, to propel us like both good and the not so, you know, good, the <laughs> the things that we felt maybe um, you know, why did that happen to me? But as we know, everything that happens happens for us, not to us. And when you can shift that wording and shift that thinking, you know, instead of I have to, I get to. And it's like that whole um worthiness conversation, it's like, well, because you know, when people say, you know, who am I to deserve something? well, you are worthy because of who you are and you deserve that because you say so.
1: 100% because I said so. What makes you so worthy of this? Because I said so, because I believe yeah. it. I was um, sharing on the mastermind call the other day about how I gifted my mum a really beautiful YSL lipstick palette. It's like old school. I kind of think it's like 50s style. It opens up. It's got all the different colours in it. And then it's got the lip brush. Like
0: who mm. uses the lip brush anymore? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, it was just so, you
1: could just imagine like Ava Gardner doing her beautiful red lips with something like this. And it was just stunning. And I gifted it to my mum mm. and she felt so unworthy of it because of three little letters on the front of the lipstick palette it said YSL. She felt so unworthy of it. I swear if I bought it from Target, she would be like, oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. But three little letters. She's like, I, I, I just can't, I can't use it. It's too precious. I don't have an occasion to use this. I'm like, every day is an occasion, mom. And she's yeah. like, no, 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 no. And off she goes like using, you know, her her <laughs> everyday brand. Yeah. But I'm like, what is that? And then I realized, wow, you know, she's, in her late sixties. And she's still at a place where she does not feel worthy, despite all of her achievements, all that she's done in this world. And here we go. Like it, it never leaves you if you don't do the inner work. And I love my mom so much, but she, I don't think she's really done a lot of inner work in, in the worthiness space. And, and this takes me back to like, why, when I was growing up, I always felt like I wasn't worthy of new things, nice things, expensive things, I was always taken to secondhand shops. Bless mm-hmm. my mum did the best that she could. So I was always taken to secondhand shops. I was always given hand me downs. I was always, you know, t- told to get a bargain. All the things I still remember. Even at school, <laughs> I couldn't get new school uniform. My mum would take me to the used tuck shop, and I would be embarrassed. I'm like, why yeah. am I here? Yeah. You know, all of this stuff. Like it, it builds. It builds all these stories. Does that? Do you remember that too? Was that?
0: Something, ah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm one of six kids, so I wore my <laughs> sister's clothes <laughs> and I loved you that. that got too. Hand-me-downs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, you know, like I must have been 13 or 14 and going to Kmart, you know, this was in the US and going to Kmart and being able to pick out this pink like satiny sort of top with lace on it. It was itchy and it was like the most impractical top, but it was brand new. And I, it was like the one that I had. It was the only new thing that I had, but I loved it because it was brand new. And I I think, yeah, there's a lot of um, those past stories and those limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves that, you know, we don't have to keep living that life because there's so much more available too, but also we create, co-create our life with, you know, our manifesting with how the things that we desire. And I, you know, it's, it's funny when you put it out there, I, yesterday, I mean, even something as small, like I, like you, I love to manifest things. And somebody gave me a chocolate bar that has licorice in it. And I'm, not a big fan of chocolate and licorice together. I like them separate, but don't put them. <laughs> don't I'm put the them. Same. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't put them together. And anyway, yesterday, and it's just something so small. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to watch what I what I eat a little bit, a little bit, you know. And so you are looking amazing. You were. I just have to you. say,
1: I'm like you. You got them abs. Like you are looking so good. <laughs> Thank you. So I, your reels, so they look amazing. <laughs> thank you don't eat the chocolate with the licorice that's the (laughs) secret
0: it's right you know I and I so I'm watching what I eat you know being very conscious of what I put into my body because it's very you know what we put in will get out so I anyway I said to a friend yesterday and you know I said I'm just gonna take this back to the store and I'm gonna exchange it you know, because Mm -hmm. just because, you know, not because I just feel like it's a waste. So maybe there's a little bit of my six kids, you know, six kids mentality in there. So I, she And I'm sure she like was like, Jenny, you know, and I said, I know it's only $5, but I'm just, I just feel like somebody else should enjoy this. And then I'll get like a chocolate bar. I'll just get the normal chocolate bar and I'll just exchange it. I don't, didn't have a receipt or anything. So this morning I went grocery shopping and I thought, oh, I'm just going to take that and see what happens. And do you know that like, I walked up to the counter and he must've been a chocolate and uh licorice, you know, like naysayer as well. He, he got me and um, he said, oh yeah, sure. And And he literally, he like I said, can I just exchange it for another chocolate bar because I don't have a receipt. And I said, this is just a really crazy, I know this is probably really crazy. And he goes, nope, nope, all good. And he scans it and he hands me back $5. And I was like, even better. But you know what? That's exactly what I said was going to happen yesterday. Yes.
1: Yes. And it's just, that is so, that is worthiness because it's like, you know what? I'm worthy of having all that I want and anything that's surrounding your environment right now that you don't want, including something as simple as a $5 chocolate bar. You can, that's, that's it. It starts off with these small little changes and decisions that we make in our life. Mm. This one chocolate bar, $5 chocolate bar example is actually creating big changes in your life of you saying, I'm actually worthy of having everything that I want, not just having it there. It's like, oh yeah, you know, I won't bother with that. This is what sets off the quantum leap energy.
0: Yes. Yes. And so I knew I, you know, I could see the double meaning in it because you know, I was very much aware that if I put it out there yesterday to my friend and I said, this is what I'm going to do and this is what's going to happen. And I knew, you know, and I also was mindful of, it's just a chocolate bar, Jenny. But at the same time, I feel that, you know, if you start small, you can see that it actually works. And this yes. was, and I said to the guy, you know, I was so appreciative of the man who served me. And I just said, you're so beautiful. Thank you for that. Thank you. I was so grateful. And I really thought I was going to go and buy, you know, the chocolate bar as I had said I would. And then I just thought, you know what? No, I ended up buying, you know, a fresh, a fresh bunch of basil instead. <laughs>
1: I love that. That is beautiful. And it reminds me of when I was feeling... So unworthy of charging for my work. So when I first started out, I was in career coaching. I would write people's resumes from start to finish. And I mean, like my knowledge was sought after. I worked worked for some of the biggest companies in Australia. I knew exactly what would be a hireable resume and what wouldn't be. I knew what recruiters were looking for. I mean, how you would pay thousands of dollars for that. If you could, you know, get into a short list or get in front of somebody. And I used to just say some some executive in my business would say, Hey, I'm going for this next role. Do you mind looking over my resume over a cup of coffee? I would do it for three bucks because I'm like, yep, not worthy of that. And when I decided that I wasn't going to accept coffees anymore, when I decided that I was going to return my version of the chocolate bar and be like, you know what? No. I don't want this. Guess what happened? They all started to say, oh, what, what do you charge? What's your pricing? The languaging changed. It was like the algorithm of my reality changed. So rather than someone saying, Rubes, Rubes, rubs, can you just quickly look over my cover letter? It'd be like, hey, can I put an urgent on this? Like what's your urgent fee on having a look at this? It was almost instant, Jenny. Mm-hmm. It was so bizarre. Like now that I reflect back and think about that, it was, I decided to change the people, people's perception of me around me because I decided that I was worthy of receiving money for
0: that. Yes. Yes. And how often as new, you know, probably starting out new, and I know we spoke about this in the mastermind, uh, the other day, you know, we forget That we have all of this life experience and we don't put a monetary value on it, you know, or a worthiness or um, tag to it because we think, well, I'll just do that for free until Mm -hmm. I really get to where I want to be. But you've got, everybody has all of this, you know, I mean, I've got 25 years of management, sales, marketing experience. Why wouldn't I go into my new career with that in mind, knowing that I have all this experience and and expertise to offer. You know, I've got so much knowledge. So, you know, but it's that shifting of that worthiness. Oh, but you know, I've not done coaching. Well, actually, yes, I have. I mean, I've mentored people. (laughs) I've mentored staff. I've mentored, um, you know, I remember years ago, I mentored uh, this young woman at a at a local high school. Our company was doing a program with this local high school in the area, and I was I put my hand up. Oh yeah, I'd love to help her. Well, she went on to do a university degree. You know, she went on to to really follow her dreams. And I'm not saying because you know I said this is what you have to do, but I think you know by inspiring or leading or showing or um just allowing people to see what's possible in their own worthiness journey you know you don't have to stay inside of this container you can actually move outside of that container and if you decide that that doesn't work today you can actually do something else it's you know it's never cut in stone that you have to do that right totally and i think the biggest
1: takeaway is if you can just make small decisions every day, if you're feeling the the pull towards, oh, I just don't want to have this in my life or why can't I just say no? Like, So it's it's Friday, the day that we're recording this. And I had some girlfriends say, come out dancing with us tonight. And, you know, there's like a a retro nineties night. It's called no scrubs. <laughs> I love it. I it, like love me a bit of TLC, yeah. but you know, so it, no scrubs nineties night. And I said, no, because I wanted to just chill out at home in my pajamas. Now back in the day, mega people pleaser, mega go with the crowd, do the things like what I have to be in the scene. I have to, you know, just do this, but that worthy, it, it's a worthiness example because I feel worthy of having me time. I feel worthy mm. of still having my friends and saying no to an amazing invitation because what I actually want to do is watch a movie, be in a bathtub full of Epsom salts and drink a nice glass of wine to myself. Like I want to date myself tonight and yeah. that's worthiness. The small yes. decisions make a difference.
0: Yeah, that's just so, it's just so fulfilling to hear that, isn't it? It just, it it's like, oh, that self-care and that understanding and knowing, you know, because I think there's a lot of, like, I know I used to get my energy from other people and, I, you know, I think, oh, I'm vibing out, out in that space. Like, I just, I want to have other people energize me. But actually, when we fill our own cup up and that's, that, you know, the people pleaser, I'm, I'm actually the ex-president of the people pleasers club. I don't know if you're, that's how we know each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good to see you again. <laughs> I was on the board. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. So here's a message from your ex people pleasers president. Um, you know, we've got to look after ourselves and that self-care component is really important. And so when you say no, you know, we're saying yes to ourselves and that's okay because it just means that you're then able to show up as the, in the next, you know, in the next meeting or whatever the next um for your family or for your friends the next time in a fuller way. So it's fulfilling mm. to, to be able to do that. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Well, I have just absolutely loved, loved chatting to you, Ruby. This has been so Um, Just so soulful and filling up my cup, and being able to look back on where you've been and where you are now, and where I've been, where I am now—it's—it's a constant, you know. There's, it's—we don't arrive somewhere just because we've done work or we've done ourselves, or you know, we've—you don't arrive there. We're constantly wanting to evolve and to. Um, create in new ways that have meaning for us. So, and I love that about you because, you know, you've got, you were spiritual business coach and now you're branching out into, um, you know, you've got this money course that you're working on. And I'm so excited for that because there's just all these different components to you. You're constantly evolving and that's what I love.
1: Thank you so much, Jenny. And I would just say right now, if you are wanting inspired action, look at all this energy that you're creating in this world, this vibration with your reels. You you did the 30 day reels challenge, which is now like 40 days or or more than that. And you're just going to keep going. You've got this podcast. I'm your sixth seventh guest and all of your solo episodes to come. I mean this is it. you've just decided, hey, I'm worthy of the stage. i'm I'm worthy to take up my piece of the internet and show up and do the damn work and mm-hmm. the damn work is what circles back to helping everybody else in your nucleus just step up to the plate. So thank you for just inspiring so many people and showing that it's possible. if you just decide, Anything's possible.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you. And yeah, so much love to you, Ruby. So much love. Thanks so much for sharing your time with me today. I hope you enjoyed the energy we created and gained further insights around what fulfillment means to you. If you love the vibe and want to live a more inspired life, I offer one-on-one coaching with my Foundation for Fulfillment signature course. More freedom, more fulfillment, starting now. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share and leave a review to let others know how this podcast made you feel. And remember, there is no ceiling, only the one you create. So keep raising the roof. Till next time.